Have you got an idea for your own podcast just like this one? Well, join us at Anchor because Anchor is the easiest way to make your very own podcast. It gives you all the tools that you need in one place for free. You can record right from your phone, tablet, or computer. And with the creation tools Anchor gives you, it allows you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds top of the line. And they'll even do the distribution for you so it can be heard on outlets such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. And then you can make money from your own podcast with no minimum listenership required. So what are you waiting for? As soon as you're done listening to this show, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Do it today. Blog Talk Radio. Live from the Dean's Den, the Dean of Wrestling Referee Steve Kane with Wrestling News, Wrestling Views, and Wrestling Reviews. Sit back, pop a cold one, and get ready for Live from the Dean's Den. If you're on the other side of the globe and listening, yeah, it's afternoon. You can go ahead and pop one. Welcome, wrestling fans, to uh, Live from the Dean's Den. Yes, we're uh, a day late, hopefully not a dollar short. I am the Dean of Wrestling Referee, Steve Kane. Now, um, for those of you who listen uh, through Anchor, Radio Public, or any of the other uh, sources that I put this show on, post-live broadcast on Blog Talk, um, I had told you that I was going to put on Thursday night's interview that we had on Wrestling Authority Radio with Superstar Bill Dundee. I have made a decision not to do that, and I am going to explain why as best I can um, without getting into too many intimate details that I don't feel uh, belong out in the public. When we set up the show, um, we had somebody who knew Bill on an outside um, kind of uh, secondhand situation um, during the Memphis days this person actually ran around with Jerry Lawler um, those of you who listened to this on uh, on blog talk listened live Thursday you know who I'm referring to I'm not going to mention any names but also during that time um, he was both both parties were actually uh, using rather crude language which made it difficult because of course uh, to a lot of um, my um, replay sources I have to try and keep it as clean as possible otherwise it limits the audience that gets to listen 
So that was problem number one. Maybe actually problem number two. I should consider this to be problem number one. Problem number one was the uh, other person that we invited not only monopolized the uh, show, that person proceeded to um, berate one of our regular hosts. And this is something that was very upsetting to all of us. Um, We tried to stop it. We really weren't able to stop it. Um, This will be handled internally. That's all I am going to say about that for the time being. Um, Should anything happen we will um, that uh, we feel needs to be publicized any further. Um, we will talk about that on upcoming editions of Wrestling Authority Radio or here on live. Now, um, we'll uh, go ahead and we'll address the other 5,000-pound uh, elephant in the room, and that's Jim Cornette. By now, of course, uh, everybody knows that uh, Jim Cornette, quote-unquote, resigned from the NWA last week after an episode of Power aired. And before it was re-edited, a joke that could be considered to be racist um, that uh, Cornette made was in the original commentary. Now, um, at that uh, at that time, um, I you know um, it was a it was a case of um, poor editing, poor choice of words. Um, as as of now. Uh, Dave Lagana, who is uh, Billy Corgan's partner, has decided to make himself the fall guy, claim that he was um, exhausted and therefore he did not um, catch the line when he was editing the show. Otherwise, he would have managed to scrubbed it. Now, of course, since then, a... um, revised edition of the episode without the offensive joke has uh, come in. There was a uh, official statement made by the NWA stating that uh, um, Cornette had uh, resigned from the company. Although um, I think that resignation came in the form of a pink slip, but um, I have not uh, listened to Cornette's podcast from uh, yesterday, so I haven't actually completely heard his side of the story. Um, next week, I will make sure that I have listened by that point, and I will go ahead and let you know. Now, as a result of it, um, one of 
Jim's longtime friends and the guy who uh, got trained to be able to come up to the WWE by Jim, um, Hall of Famer Mark Henry, uh, went ahead and he and he made some and he made some comments um, regarding the situation. Um, and what uh, what he had to say is um, not uh, something maybe that uh, Jim wanted to hear. Now this uh, comes from uh, TMZ Sports, and so we're going to let you listen to Mark Henry making comments on Jim Cornette. It just hurts, man. I, I you know, as, as much as I can say is I'm disappointed, and uh, I hope that he can try to fix this. But you know what, man? Like, it. Some people just don't like people of color. Do you feel like that is his belief? Does he not like black people? No, I never felt that. I, I mean, uh, he told me stories about him working real closely with Junkyard Dog and different people uh, throughout history. And who I reminded him of, and stuff like that. Like I, so I, never, I never in my life saw it. Never saw that. Was this was this just like a really bad, ill-conceived joke, then, Mark? I, I mean, I can't say that. I don't know. All I can say is what I saw. I thought I was. I just almost swallowed my face in. Like it just, it made my skin itch. And I was just like, why am I so damn angry? Like this is Jim. What, what are you doing? Like, it's just completely out of character. And you know what? Some people have bad moments, but that, them are the kind of moments you don't have. I, I, I inherently love all people. I don't care what color you are. Mark, if Jim Cornette was watching this right now, what would you say to him? I would say, Jim, please apologize and mean it. And if you don't mean it, then go all the way Darth Vader and tell I just don't like black people. And at least I know who you are. And then I could get rid of this feeling that I have in my heart. It's like you're having your brother or your sister steal from you. It's like having your mother or father, like, disown you. Like, I, I feel like a sense of mourning. And that's that's never good. Like, I mean, in pro wrestling, it's about entertainment and love and uh, trying to, you know, get people to come together. This is divisive. This this is hurtful. Like it's not good for a pro wrestler. And just quickly explain what Jim did for you. What what he uh, what the relationship meant to you prior to any of this happening last night. But what he did for you as you were coming up as a wrestler. You know what? Prior to all of this, the relationship that I had with Jim Cornette has been really really good. Um, he taught me a lot about pro wrestling. He allowed me into his home to look at his archive. Um, he helped me to be the wrestler that I became. And I probably wouldn't have been the guy without him. Um, but it is very, very hurtful. And I don't get emotional about much. Yeah. But I, I feel a sense of loss. Wow. 
some pretty serious words from the world's strongest man, Mark Henry. Um, I don't think that uh, needs to have any further commentary attached to it. All right. Um, well, let's uh, go. Let's go over uh, some uh, lighter things. Um, Cody Rhodes has um, answered a uh, bit of a uh, question. Um, no, they're not coming after me. <laughs> if you heard, that was a siren from a squad car. Um, but anyway, I swear I've got to I've got to buy a studio and soundproof it completely. But anyway, um, this uh, comes by way of uh, Wrestling Inc. from uh, yesterday, and uh, um, Cody responded to a uh, fan on Twitter who asked if uh, AEW was going to have a training facility like WCW's power plant. Um, now, um, he said that they're not going to have train students training under the AEW banner directly, but they plan to have multiple talents training at the One Fall Power Factory, which is where he also trains. Um, and these students will be under contract to AEW. Now he says, um, not one under the company banner directly, referring to a training school, but we will have multiple students at the Norcross, Georgia facility where I train who are under AEW contracts. Um, uh, and uh, Michael Marshall, who he refers to by his Twitter handle, has a great facility. Now, um, Cody didn't actually name the One Fall Power Factory in his suite, but that looks like the facility he refers to because he again mentions um, Michael Marshall, Michael QT Marshall, and uh, former uh, WCW star who um, has been on our other shows here on Blog Talk, uh, Ray Lloyd, a.k.a. Glacier, is an assistant coach over there. Now, um, Marshall works also behind the scenes as an associate producer for AEW. Uh, he did the October 23rd dark tapings where he teamed up with uh, librarian Peter Avalon uh, to lose to Sonny Kiss and Dustin Rhodes. And then he worked the October 30th Dynamite episode, which is where he teamed with John Silver and Alex Reynolds to... Uh, lose to Orange Cassidy and the Best Friends. Uh, Marshall's also worked for WWE and ROH and is a uh, 15-year veteran of the uh, industry. Now, there's no word yet on who AEW will have working with their students, but uh, Dustin has expressed interest in helping younger talents. Um, AEW also has... Uh, on their coaching staff, Billy Gunn, Jerry Lynn, and you saw Billy Gunn actually uh, compete in the uh, dozen on uh, this past Wednesday night. And, of course, they also have uh, Dean Malenko. So that's, uh, that's, pretty, that's, pretty big, that's pretty big stuff right there. So um, 
even their fans uh, had a little bit of a sneeze. Don't uh, normally like to have that happen when I'm in the middle of broadcast, especially when I'm uh, doing it live and uh, doing live on Blog Talk. I uh, can't edit it out. <laughs> so, um, anyway, tonight, Saturday night, is War Games. And, of course, this is part of a uh, um, four-show series that's being held at uh, the Allstate Arena at uh, Rosemont, um, formerly known as the Rosemont Horizon, uh, right uh, near O'Hare Airport. And if uh, and if the place doesn't uh, have the sound set up right, uh, you, can, you can hear the airplanes flying overhead, especially when the crowd is really quiet. <laughs> but um, tonight, tonight's card definitely uh, proves to be loaded up. And uh, <clears throat> in fact, uh, actually includes at least uh, one guy that I'm a, that I'm a, a little bit of a, a friend with. Um, so the uh, match is set up for tonight. There will be two War Games matches, um, two singles matches, and then a triple threat, which will determine the number one contender for the NXT championship, which will happen Sunday night at Survivor Series. So, um, the the pre-show match is scheduled to be Isaiah Swerve Scott versus Angel Garza. Now, for those who might not be familiar with them under those particular names, Isaiah Swerve Scott is uh, Shane Strickland, a.k.a. Shane Swerve Strickland, a.k.a. Killshot from Lucha Underground, who I've known for a few years now. Um, Angel Garza a.k.a. Garza Jr. He is the uh, nephew of the late, great Hector Garza and is a uh, fine competitor uh, on his own, has uh, wrestled uh, for AAA, CMLL. He was uh, tag team partners with uh, another former guest of uh, my other show, um, Laredo Kid. Uh <clears throat> The women's war game match will be Team Ripley, which consists of Rhea Ripley, Candice LeRae, Tegan Knox, and Mia Yim versus Team Baszler, which will consist, of course, of Shayna Baszler, uh, along with Theo Shirai, Bianca Belair, and Kaylee Ray. Now, not sure what all they're going to have in the uh, in the cages for this, um, or the positioning. Whether this will be the um, opening full-up contest. Uh, several weeks back on NXT, it sounded like they were actually going to put this as the uh, main event. So um, we'll we'll have to we'll have to see on that. Um, and. And uh, and in that and in that uh, match, um, Baszler's team will will have the will have the advantage 
going in. So they will so they will get the uh extra person until all until uh all four women on each side are in. Uh the <clears throat> men's match, excuse me, will feature all four members of the Undisputed Era, Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, and Roderick Strong versus Team Ciampa, which is consisting of Tomasa Ciampa, Keith Lee, Dominic Dijakovic, and it was supposed to be Johnny Gargano, but Gargano is legit injured. And so this will be a wrestler to be announced. And this is the one that... Uh, Triple H has actually been uh, hinting around that this is going to be a uh, big shocker that's going to blow the fans away. Now, he has denied that he is going to be in the match. He does not want to be in the match. I understand that, uh, obviously, of course, um, being basically the executive producer, he really needs to be focused on uh, running things in the back. Um, yeah, he does have uh, Road Dog and Shawn Michaels back there with him, but it's still overall his call. Um, Matt Riddle, the original bro, <clears throat> will be facing Finn Balor. Um, I will admit I'm not uh, up to date on this uh, situation, but from uh, everything I've read, uh, nothing lists that um, Balor will be uh, coming out in the uh, Demon Persona. Of course, we've been fooled before we could get fooled again. And then uh, a uh, triple threat match, which will determine the uh, number one contender for the NXT title, which will be fought Saturday Sunday night at Survivor Series. Um, the Bruiserweight Pete Dunne will face off against the uh, big Irishman Killian Dane against Damian Priest. Now, that one should be a uh, pretty good match. Uh, Dunne and uh, Dane both uh, work very well together, and um, Dunne is exceptionally good working in a uh, triple threat environment. We'll uh, have to see Priest as the uh, kind of unknown factor. In this match. Then, of course, Sunday is the uh, <clears throat> is the main event, and so for that one, um, this is uh, this is what uh, this is what we this is what we what we know right now. Um, what we what we what we know is this. Um, NXT has not revealed their lineups as far as either team for their particular team Survivor Series matches, which is definitely good because obviously that'll keep uh, the fans watching both in the arena and on TV in suspense, and we know we know Vince. Vince is Vince is good at uh, um, pulling some surprises. Remember the Hardys at WrestleMania. So um, 
here is here is what here are the things that we matches that we do know. Um, the uh, Survivor Series um, match card will be AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura versus Roderick Strong. Um, Styles, of course, being the United States champion, Nakamura the Intercontinental champion, and wrong and uh, Strong wrong. Gee, uh, Strong is uh, NXT North American champion. The uh, men's Survivor Series match and. On that one, the uh, SmackDown team consists of uh, Baron Corbin, Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman, my uh, longtime uh, friend and old uh, running buddy from my days here on the Chicago Independent scene, Mustafa Ali, and yes, he has his full name back, and Chad Shorty G. Gable. I'll be glad when they get rid of that moniker. Um, team Raw will consist of Seth Rollins, Randy Orton, Kevin Owens, Ricochet, and Drew McIntyre. Um, <clears throat> the, of course, the uh, women's Survivor Series match. Now, again, no uh, announcement of the uh, NXT team. But I will say this: for those of you who watched SmackDown on Friday night, you saw how. They paired up Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair. Do not be surprised. I'm going to go ahead and call this one right now. Um, Rhea Ripley will be on the NXT team. Um, For SmackDown, it will be uh, Sasha Banks, Lacey Evans, Carmella, Dana Brooke, and Nikki Cross, and, uh, of course, uh, anybody who watched SmackDown Friday night saw that uh, um, there was uh, definitely some uh, little bit, little bit of uh, disunity between the between the uh, members of the uh, SmackDown team, most notably uh, Sasha and uh, Nikki. And Sasha didn't want Nikki on. Nikki won her way on. So be ready to see some fireworks. Uh, possibly happen between those two. Um, the Team Raw grouping consists of Charlotte Flair, Natalia, uh, the Kabuki Warriors, Asuka and Kairi Sane, and the returning Sarah Logan. Uh, been a while since been a while since we've seen her, since the um, breakup of the Riot Squad. So we've got so we've got that. Um Adam Cole will take on the winner of the uh, triple threat match that I just talked about earlier, uh, Pete Dunne, Killian Dane, Damian Priest, for the NXT Championship. Um, Viking Raiders will be uh, taking on the New Day versus the Undisputed Era. So the um, O'Reilly-Fish combination, of course, for Undisputed Era as they are the current uh, NXT Tag Team Champions. Um, the match that I'm looking forward to, Becky Lynch versus Bailey versus Shayna Baszler. Um, this might be the point that catapults Baszler out of the NXT roster and 
onto the main roster. And if that happens, be ready because, of course, we know that Ronda Rousey is likely to return any day now. And when she does, then the question gets to be, if Baszler's on the main roster, will she team with her and go for the tag titles? Or will they be squaring off against each other? Something to think about. Um, The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, will be uh, defending his uh, universal title versus uh, Daniel Bryan. Um, This is a situation that came about as a result of the um, Saudi Arabia plane holdup. What was originally scheduled was that uh, Bryan was supposed to win the um, Intercontinental title from Nakamura, but Nakamura was, of course, in Saudi Arabia, couldn't get back in time, so he was stuck there. So they went ahead and they uh, put Brian in to uh, a program with Wyatt. Don't know if uh, this is going to be it for Wyatt. Probably, most likely not. Um, Brock Lesnar versus uh, Rey Mysterio and a no-holds-barred, no-DQ match for the WWE Championship. This one um, might possibly wind up having um, Dominic actually come in and get involved in this match. For those who don't know, um, Rey Mysterio's son, Dominic, had originally... uh, Um, trained at uh, the Storm Wrestling Academy and most recently has been um, doing training at the Performance Center in Orlando. So there is a very real possibility, especially because they have included him in the storylines, being a victim of Lesnar, that he could could show up and... uh, Possibly, uh, possibly cost Lesnar the match even, and uh, give Ray uh, one final run with the with the title. So, um, you know, even if it's even if it's an overnight, and uh, Lesnar squashes him the next night on Raw, will that happen? We'll have to see. So, um, that's everything that's uh, going on. Right now, for uh, this for this weekend, um, we should be back at our uh, usual uh, Friday night slot uh, next week. So um, don't uh, get don't get too hung up on the Black Friday shopping. And we'll talk to you next week. I am the Dean of Wrestling Referee Steve Kane saying goodbye for now. Thank you for listening to Live from the Dean's Den. Live from the Dean's Den comes to you every Friday night at 10 p.m. Eastern on Blog Talk Radio on Evolution Radio Network. Replays can be found on Anchor FM, Spotify, iTunes, and wherever else you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week.